Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now okay everybody i have something really cool to tell you about if you haven't heard yet about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain here it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and then you can get started it's really fun we just switched over recently here at all too real too and i'm enjoying it so far so be sure to check it out and uh let us know what you think Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, social distancing away via the interwebs, is is Matthew, <clears throat> the Rise of Skywalker is on Disney+. Plus. Um... But the Clone Wars is better. Haas. Is that on your birth certificate? No, not yet. You're going to change it? Probably not. Okay. I was going to say, because that'd probably be a waste of money. Oh, that's right. They charge you by the letter, don't you? So. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Is that how they do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like placing a, a personal ad in the uh, newspaper? <laughs> the letter? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, today we are covering a uh, an older movie that is a kind of slightly underrated movie called Bong Water. Came out in nineteen ninety eight. Sorry. Yes. I was going to do a sound effect, and of course they had to have music in the beginning of the video to be an asshole. Um, <laughs> here, we tried to a bond. Oh, that was my fault. No, those were bong drum effects. Come on, ah. idiots. I mean, it's, oh, well, the moment's over. No, don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, it's okay, man. It's okay. Here. <laughs> And this is a movie that stars Luke Wilson, Alicia Witt, Amy Locaine, Brittany Murphy, Andy Dick, yep. Jeremy Sisto, Jack Black, Jamie Kennedy, Scott Kahn, <clears throat> among others. Yeah. 
and uh, it was directed by Richard Sears, uh, written by uh, Nora McCoby, and if my if my computer will cooperate with me, I can tell you the second writer. It was uh yeah written by uh here we go it was written by um Norm McCoby and Eric Weiss and uh, based on the novel Bongwater written by Michael Hornberg yes oh. so that is the stats <laughs> what was this movie about Matt and uh, you were the one that chose to uh, watch this movie this week um <laughs> and uh i enjoyed it so wh- what was it about matt uh, it was basically about this dude who is a pot dealer that only <clears throat> only sells like drugs out of his house um you know he doesn't really do much else other than that and um and this uh this woman comes over to his house one night because um her friend is like passed out and she thinks that you know someone sold her some bad drugs or whatever so she thinks that um uh, Luke Wilson's character's his name is David that he sold her something bad and then um this woman um her, her whose name is Serena becomes like just a regular part of this guy's life um for for better or for worse because her character is very very volatile uh or volatile type person and uh he's a really good painter drawers um artist you know she wants to um to get him to stop selling drugs or, or just get out of just kind of kind of in a funk i mean even though he, he's kind of like one of these guys who like pretends that he's okay by being like all nonchalant and like oh i don't care about anything nothing matters you know but like not, not like in a edgelord way but just kind of like in a like a subtle way and you know obviously he's kind of like in a kind of depressed funk because pretty much just like lives in his sweatpants and t-shirt or whatever and and she wants to sell his paintings uh at an art gallery and this is like the very like the like the very first plot because this this movie kind of goes all over the place but this is like the first um the first plot that kind of goes off into all the other storylines in the rest of the movie. Yes. This is kind of one of those, uh, I don't know, like uh, mid to late 90s uh, kind of indie film almost feeling uh, where it's like just a slice of life, like, you know, reality bites sort of kind of thing. Reality bites, but that's what life is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, pretty much. And the movie just kind of goes, it kind of just spirals from there to, into like several different stories <clears throat> revolving around um, David's, you know, character, but then also revolving around Serena and occasionally, um, which, you know, you know, you know, I, you know this, but like, you know, my man crush is Jeremy Sisto, always has been for a long time. He's in this movie. And uh, just got that that sweet baritone voice, you know. Just yeah, mm, you hear that. Just like everything feels, you know, it's gonna be okay. But you got Andy <laughs> Dick to kind of ruin it, though. So you, know? <laughs> you mean my man crush? Oh wait, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean they they play like what I think is a gay couple. Yeah, they, I think they're supposed to be a couple. They never, they never like make it obvious one way or the other they're kind of they're they live together they're very affectionate to each other but they are to like everybody so it's kind of like you don't know if they're a couple or not sometimes i mean you can't really tell but i think they are yeah yeah it's one of those things where it's just kind of left ambiguous i think either way but um yeah he's he's in it he's uh you know they, they kind of will go back to their their storylines, which is really not much, it's usually just them sitting watching TV, like 
in smoking. Like, the people in this movie smoke way too much pot, like, to the point where it's like, like, you know, you, you get high, you stay high for a while before you need to, you know, refill or whatever. Like, and it's like scene after scene, it's like, okay, you just smoked a joint like two seconds ago. Like, like you went to another room. Now you're hitting a bomb. Like, what the hell? Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of, it, it is, it seems like way too much, but I've never smoked any, so I don't know. So. Yeah, well, it's just like anything. I mean, it's like if you like, you, you drink like a thing of soda, and like literally the next two seconds, you're cracking open another can of soda, and you got like sixteen soda cans in the, like ten minutes. Like, it's like, come on, like chill out with the soda. Oh, that, but, uh, that that's bad. Yeah, it is bad. Too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm drinking Pepsi as we say this. Anyways, um, well, that's fine as long as you don't have like seventy thousand Pepsi bottles that you drank in the past hour, you should be good. Well, it was, it was like the last two hours. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they, they're pretty much everybody's high throughout the movie mm-hmm. from mostly marijuana, but then other drugs here and there. <laughs> yeah. With Jack Black's character. All right. So I'll try to pin down. All right. What happened? So she, she Serena is like a really um in my opinion she's a bad person I I mean she's she's got like mental problems which you know that doesn't make her a bad person by itself but she just like doesn't care to like do anything about it like she just you know revels like in her being that way like oh that's 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 me take me as I am type of thing it's like like like, I'm watching this movie, and I'm thinking, like, this is a really abusive person we got here. Like, for one thing, she didn't even tell David that she set up an interview with this woman that owns a, supposedly owns an art gallery, which we turned out she really doesn't own one. But um, it just, you know, just, he, you know, he's sleeping in his house, and he wakes up to this woman's dog running into his bedroom. And it's like, you know even if I was like glad that someone would do something like that, just that alone would make me feel kind of weird. It's like, Hey, I didn't even wake up yet. I didn't take a shower. Like, and I got the stranger in my house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not something you do to someone. Like, yeah. And then like, she got, she was getting all mad at him because he dared to be like upset about that. And like through, I don't know, through a glass or bottle at wall or something. I don't know what it was. Then she just kind of like, did like this crazy laugh and it's like oops that's my evil twin I'm like you gotta get away from that woman that is trouble get the hell away <laughs> like someone who acts that like that is not someone that you want in your life but it's like yeah but they whatever. always seem to be the most attractive anyways um <laughs> well that's 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 you know I'm joking one of those one of those theories about yeah yeah I know <laughs> that yeah the people who have the people who are basically just about to fall apart, yeah, tend to be the most whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah, oh, I, good. I mean it's it's I've I've been there myself. Yeah. Anyways, um, the uh, <laughs> a couple times. Anyways, um, the uh, <laughs> at least, and um, <laughs> so uh. Yeah, end in the '90s at one point. Yeah, um, so uh, the um, <laughs> all right around the time this movie came. Anyways, um, we're gonna um, <laughs> we're gonna not go down memory lane here with Mike, and that's another podcast altogether. Um, <laughs> memory lane with Mike. Ah, uh, the, the good times, the bad times, yeah, the bad times. The bad times, the good times, the bad times, the bad times, the bad times, the bad. Hi, I'm Mike. But I, and, but, <laughs> when I get back down, I get up again. <laughs> You're never going to keep me down. <laughs> you never going to keep me. Yeah, I don't know the lyrics. That tub thumping on. <laughs> Pissing the night away. away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
kissing the night away. <laughs> oh, what a great song by a by a by a political activist group that got one hit that was played. yeah exactly. So yeah. they ironically played in a bunch of clubs and stuff. Anyways, um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got a song called The Day the Nazi Died, which is, yeah. like, literally about, like, people, like, thinking everything's fine, that, you know, the, the you know the bad guy's never going to come back, and it's all just a false sense of security. So it's like, and then they get this song that just becomes, like, a one-hit wonder. <laughs> and the thing is, the song was written ironically, and people don't realize that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I mean, they even tell you in the song. Um, right. When they're saying pissing the night away. Right. Um, okay, so that that's part of our other podcast. It's called uh, Music with Matt and Mike, and um, <laughs> where we analyze one-hit wonders. Anyways, <laughs> no, that doesn't exist yet. Um, yet. <laughs> when we run out of other topics, that's what we're going to do. God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. So... <laughs> So yeah, um, this uh, this fiery uh, redhead comes into their lives, you know, and she basically, in this movie, kind of uh, causes havoc. Yeah, emotionally and 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 um, I I use the fiery word on purpose. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, true. At one point, David's house burns down. Quote accidentally. Yeah. And uh and Serena walks away from it basically. While it's burning. <laughs> and then just yeah. you know, moves. To she, New York. She moves Yeah, New York. Cause, so this is interesting because this did the whole three weeks earlier thing and like the episode of Community where Abed is like when they're driving in the RV to deliver that giant hand to whoever bought it from the dean. Yeah. Uh, it Abed's like three weeks earlier, and they're like, like what? And it's like, yeah, you know, like how it, sometimes in movies or shows, like when they 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 show a scene where like nothing's going on, it says three weeks earlier. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. The movie starts actually with them in in a fight, and then he he leaves to go drive it off, and then she leaves the house as it catches on fire, and then he comes back, and then you know that's they're trying to calm him down and stuff, and then it goes three weeks earlier into how this whole this whole thing started. Um, but it's not it's not like a total like. Uh, reverse order because at some point in the middle of the movie it kind of comes and it, then it's like in real time then yeah like, it, it catches up to real time at that point yeah yeah but um which is interesting it is interesting i i, I like that actually when they did that i thought that was kind of kind of cool but it's kind of hard to describe this movie though mike because like a lot of there's so many there, like there, stories going on like you know it, it's, it's kind of like okay at this time in the world, like in the 90s, you had movies like Dazed and Confused, Reality Bites, and um, Singles, and um, different movies of that nature that were all kind of about, just like, almost more like about a feeling than an actual plot, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, there, 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 there was kind of a plot here, but a lot of these movies at this time tended to not really have plots. They were kind of more about a time period in somebody's yeah. life, more than... Which was fine, kind of more like a slice of life sort of comedy or drama, and uh, I liked that. You know, it was really it was really cool, and then it got to be oversaturated with that sort of thing. Like almost every every indie or even um, studio film that came out for a while there in the '90s was like this. Like, oh, you know, it's like like you had things like even even Pulp Fiction kind of doesn't really have a plot per se. There is to a point, but, you know, and then you have, like, Go and uh, other movies from that era that were kind of all, like, just basically kind of, like, what was happening to these people. Like, like Swingers, for example, which is one of my favorite movies of that time. Um, 
it was kind of more there's not really a plot per se as much as a as as just stuff happening which isn't necessarily a plot you know mm-hmm. <laughs> because plots usually have a you know a through line of what's going on and stuff this this kind of has a plot but not really <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i know what you mean about that like, like a lot of about... these movies at that time yeah I mean, even like, you know, like Clerks, for example, which is one of the big ones of the era, you know, um, Clerks doesn't really have a plot. You know? Yeah, I think so. Mallrats. I mean, a lot of almost all the Kevin Smith films don't really have. Well, I mean, well, (laughs) Chasing Amy has a plot per se, but, you know, it's it's just kind of like that was just kind of the 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 cool indie filmmaker thing to do at the time which kind of actually is what got me into liking movies which is weird so (laughs) because I kind of preferred these movies where I kind of just got to spend some time with people and not necessarily you know cared about the plot per se yeah I mean there, 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 there is a resolution in this movie and there's resolution in all those movies but it's not like necessarily A, B, C, D, E, F, G sort of plot you know Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminded me of um, Bottle Rocket in a little bit. I think Bottle Rocket came out like a year before this movie did, or a couple of years. Yeah, which which also starred Luke Wilson. Right. Yeah, that was interesting. The Luke Wilson, I think, like I did a little Inception on myself, because I, I had watched Star Girl a couple times, and Luke Wilson's in that movie, and that, that TV made, show, and that. Yeah, TV show that may have been what eventually got me thinking about Bond Water, like a you know a movie to watch that was kind of kind of funny but kind of quirky and stuff like that. I could I kind of could have brainwashed myself into thinking of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I like Luke Wilson. I think it's it's like Owen got like most of the. Um, I mean they they both got are popular, but you know it's like I think Luke got short shrift in a lot of things, you know, because I think he's actually a really good actor who uh, mm-hmm. doesn't get as much notoriety as he deserves. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I actually kind of like him a little bit better than Owen Wilson myself, um, yeah. his style at least. That, yeah. This is my personal. Because, uh, yeah, because you know, there's Bottle Rocket, that was a really good movie. That kind of didn't have a, a plot. I mean, it had some plot, but it was kind of one of those things where it kind of felt like a feeling for the most part, and there was some some mission that they had to do in the movie that kind of kept them on track. I mean, this movie's got it a little bit because David needs to go to this place to buy more weed to sell, so that's kind of a mission he has to accomplish. He's got to buy more weed, otherwise he's going to be fresh out and can't do business anymore. So, Yeah, after all of his stash got burned up in the building. I mean, in, oh, that's in, right. Yeah, yeah, that's why he ran out. Yeah, yeah. Because because she yeah she burned his house down by quote accident. Accident. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not even sure about that. But uh. <laughs> so, so so yeah, basically he goes on to this at one point while uh while we have things going on over in New York with uh Serena, um. Basically, David's having an having a relationship with uh, Brittany Murphy's character, of of Mary. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point, he takes her up to meet this guy, Devlin, to get drugs. Played by Jack Black. <laughs> in um, in very Jack Black, Tenacious D style. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Gass is actually in the movie as well. The other member of yep. Tenacious D. And... Um, <laughs> In that, in those scenes, and you, you get to hear some nice little music numbers by uh, by Jack. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got that going on. Do you want to take yep. a quick break here, and then we'll talk more about what happens with Jack Black? That way, we can get people kind of on suspense to find out. <laughs> sure, we'll be right back, folks. Hey, folks, this is uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what what do we do, Matt? 
we we watch biopics and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not. So we it was we, a lot we, more exciting than that though. Yeah. So so so, so we. We analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. You know? Yeah, they're spelled differently, yeah. folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, but we uh, talk about great, sh- great, uh, great movies like uh, Shattered Glass yes. and The Social Network and uh, a Futile and Stupid Gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh. We're going to cover a lot more, so uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts, and be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too too real. Bye-bye. And we are back. So, uh, yeah, so at this point in the movie... Um, Mary and David go to see uh, Jack Black's character of Devlin, and uh, what happens there, Matt? <clears throat> um, well, I'll explain what happens in the song. Ring, ding, 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 ring, ding, ding, ring, ding, ding, ding. I am Devlin, and I play guitar, and I sing. Yeah. That's my bad bad impersonation of Tenacious D. But um but, but this is interesting because this is before like this was like ninety seven when they made this movie, right? And yeah. this was like the very beginning stages of like Jack Black doing like this really cool like acoustic guitar rock music. Like so this is probably like the first recordings we have of Jack Black like doing this type of music. Yeah, possibly. I'm trying to remember when he uh, started Tenacious D. Because I mean, obviously he knew Kyle Gass at that point because, yeah, Kyle's in the movie, right? I doubt this is where they met. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. They met at, they met on set, and and um and and then Jack Jack Black was doing this music, and Kyle's like, oh man, I, I want to start a band with this guy and do this kind of music. That's what happened, Mike. Come on. Oh, according to Wiki- according to Wikipedia, Tenacious D started in 1994. Oh, well, fuck off. Okay, well, guess what? I am Jack Black, and I'm going to sing you a song. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> um, anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, then, then um, we have, uh, so, so basically what we have here is that uh, they go on this, what is a basically they meet up with Devlin and it turns out to be like a spiritual retreat in the woods. <laughs> um, they end up uh, all taking LSD when they're when they're uh, sitting around a campfire. Um, Mary basically goes off with uh, with Devlin and leaves uh, David behind. Where, where David starts hallucinating his mother who brings him lunch <laughs> and board games and stuff right yeah played by uh, Patricia P- Patricia Wedding plays the mom yeah word up yep so yeah and then uh, so basically then then they, they go back and you know basically throughout the thing I mean it seems like uh, Mary's basically kind of like horny and falls for uh for devlin Mm -hmm. so that kind of ends that relationship there and uh pretty much yeah then uh while that's going on over in new york um this one character that we haven't really talked about um well we did a little bit the 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 character who uh jen who was uh kind of messed up and that's how uh Serena got into their lives um because they were friends um she goes off to uh New York to um hang out with uh with Serena and they go to some uh party where Serena is date raped yeah which was kind of weird <laughs> that was a weird that I was a mean, really, I'm, really intense 
being I'm not sure what the writers are trying to say with that. You know, it was like, I mean, it was basically like kind of a weird thing because she never really tells anybody about it. Well, she was probably in shock because it was just like a day after it happened when the movie ended, probably. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I'm saying. But I mean, it just seemed like. I, I just I'm just trying to figure out the point of it in the movie, like what the message was. Because you don't just throw I, something like a date rape in a movie for no reason. Well, well, that's the thing is that a lot of um, I mean, I've read a few articles about this, but that like, especially like in the '90s and stuff, like. And like people were trying to be like edge lords and stuff that they would just kind of like do these kind of scenes just to be shocking without really like being sensitive to the fact that like you know people actually like go through these experiences in real life and like if you're just doing it just for shock value you're not even doing it to like make a point you're just doing it to like say like this is bad or whatever like you know that's not really good enough reason to to do that like yeah. That's why I was kind of just hoping for some kind of aftermath of that to happen to uh, give a point to it. But I guess, I mean, it kind of did. I mean, I guess emotionally it, you did kind of understand her in a way that it, it it wasn't like necessarily misogynistic or anything. I mean, and it wasn't trying to, but it it wasn't like really woke either, if that makes, you know, it was kind of. Just there. Well, it was ninety-seven. I mean, yeah. it was not. Yeah, it was before that era, the well, woke era. Well, well, well was pre- pe- pe- people uh, were still woke. They just didn't call it that, <laughs> right? You know, it was. Yeah, it was nineties woke, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, man, we're gonna show the scene. Well, I think the point may have been again, just to show, like, how dangerous her life was at that point because she went to New York because we forgot to go we forgot to say why she went to New York in the first place oh yeah why, it was with the Jamie Kennedy's character I think right yeah who who was some kind of crazy musician sitar player or something who uh was was, <laughs> was it a sitar yeah who was like a devil yeah, devil worshipping LSD taken guy and he was like, like a heroin addict that's what they said in the movie that he was a hero to someone they looked they looked him up or whatever. But also he's like he's mentally ill because he, he thinks that the devil is talking to him or something like that or or whatever. Yeah, and, he, um, he ends up throwing her out because she lied about her, her uh, zodiac sign. Yeah, because she caught said she was a Pisces and she's a Gemini or something. Yeah, I mean it makes sense for her to be a Gemini with the two sides of her in certain ways too, so um, yeah, her evil twin. Yeah, yeah. that's what she said. Bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does kind of make sense. Um, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Um, yeah, but that, that's why she was in New York, and they had like a couple scenes with them, and that's when he he found her driver's license and found out she was a Gemini and freaked out and threw her out. <laughs> It, and then she meets um, Scott Kahn's character at some bar. Um, oh, some it, dude. It was like some diner or bar or whatever. And then he, he, he takes her back to his apartment, which is just basically <laughs> he's squatting somewhere. He's like in like a sewers or something. Like they had to climb, climb down. Climb down yeah. yeah, like 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 I was expecting Splinter and the turtles to come out and um, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I I don't know who who I think that that whole thing could have just been showing like like the how like how scary it is for someone to like live in a big city like that when like they're all alone like they don't have any resources that like pretty much anyone can like prey upon them because there's just like so many people that can just like tell that you're you're like you know a fresh fish like you're new there yeah, you know they, and like they, they take advantage of your vulnerabilities and stuff yeah. and then maybe that was just like crescendoed with uh the whole uh date rape you know yeah i think so because she was like 
it, but she was calling all the people back in Portland, like trying to, you know, to get in contact with them again, but not really trying to sound like she needed help, but just like hoping someone would pick up and talk to her so she can like, because that whole thing with her getting Jen to to come to hang out with her was pretty much just a ploy to go back home. It was like yeah, manipulating was try, try, her trying to get Jen to pay for her plane ticket back. Yeah. Um, yeah, which she ends up doing, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and, th- and then w- once she gets back, David sleeps with Jen. <laughs> right. <clears throat> which that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was a weird. I'll tell you what, though, I I think Jen is Jen and um, uh, what what's Jeremy Sisto's what's his character's name Robert or something? Yeah. Or, like I think like they are the most like level-headed people of like that that group oh yeah people in that story jen she's all about like well like what kind of job are you going to get out here and she's like and then serena's like i'm going to start an artistic revolution it's like mm, okay like you know how are you going to do that <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah what's your plan um right how do you put that on a resume um anyways uh, <laughs> the uh yeah, and, and basically she's staying with Jen and basically uh David and Jen come back and have sex. Uh she climbs out the window before that happens. Serena, that is. Yeah. So yeah. Then there's like an eighties party. <laughs> yeah. That uh that Robert and Tommy are not Robert and Tommy, Robert and Tony are throwing. And uh they insist that uh, David goes to it. Party's happening, and it gets uh, raided by cops. The party's kind of almost like a rave or something in a way, but like an 80s rave. In like a... It seems like it's like in an abandoned building or something. <laughs> I used to go to some of those when I was younger. Anyways, um, <laughs> the... Uh, they uh yeah and then the movie basically ends with uh <laughs> david running up to the roof to try to escape the cops and he runs into uh serena up there and then we have like a happy ending with them reunited yep so that was the movie it's brown water that's <laughs> yes hold on let me let me find it really quick. I'll I'll talk through it, so don't worry. There's not any there's not any dead air here. But I gotta get I gotta get the the bond sound. Come on. Okay. Bond bond sound. There we go. One hour bond sound. So we'll just listen to that for a whole hour. No, it's not working. Bond bond sound. It's, it shouldn't be that hard. Okay, there we go. Oh, there it is. All right, that's bomb water. Here it is. Yeah. There we go. I can't hear it. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the file or something. <laughs> you can put it in post if you want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, bong water, people. Bong water. Yeah. The greatest name for a film ever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um do you want to take a quick break and we can come back with some reviews and reviews and some trivia and stuff about the movie? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Hi folks, this is Michael Lee Cullen the second from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay, anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks, and nobody's answering well, me. Well, because they're not here. Oh, but we damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do, you're really going to like the Superstory podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our 
little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter. Then you should definitely check this out. Or I might get sad. And when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. Yeah. So I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah, no one can really. So, um, yeah. So, so check out uh, Super Story Podcast right here where you get this podcast, Super Story Podcast. And we are Pongwater back. I don't know what that was. <laughs> anyways, I'm um, sorry, folks. I'm not as funny as I normally am. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> not that I'm ever funny. Um, <laughs> so a uh, little bit of trivia. I've only got I've only got a couple things on trivia here for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. When Tommy Jamie Kennedy's character looks at Serena's driver's license, we see that her last name is Wit. Alicia Witt, who plays Serena, wrote her last name on it exactly like in her own signature. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting little credit. Uh, another thing, um, in the book Bongwater, the character of Serena is actually named Courtney and is based on Courtney Love from the band Hole and of being married to uh, Kurt Cobain fame. Um, she... Uh, Supposedly, the the writer of the book dated her in the eighties, mm. and based the based the character of Serena on her, which kind of makes <laughs> sense from everything I've ever heard of. Yeah, the, the alleged acts of uh, Courtney Love, um, anger anger issues and stuff, and yeah, and kind of being bipolar in certain ways and stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that's the uh, trivia that I have for that. Um, <laughs> not much. <laughs> um, you want me to read some uh, a couple of uh, Internet Movie Database reviews of this film, Matt? Sure. Okay, so I got one from Rockin' Rollin' Core. <laughs> Back on February 2nd of 2012, um, they wrote a cult classic. The title notwithstanding, this drug-laden laugh trip is more reality bites than up in smoke. David, uh, sweetly earnest uh, Wilson, is a pot dealer with half-baked ambitions of becoming an artist. Serena is his uh, nuttily domineering love interest. Um, Though the Pair's uh, lack of real chemistry makes the cuddly ending feel kind of tacked on. The hysterical drug buddy performances of Brittany Murphy, Andy Dick, and Jack Black really make this joint roll. <laughs> See what they did there? See what they did there? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> this is a fast-paced, broad comedy. It requires some patience. Uh, you got to sit back and let it envelop you. Um, let life slow down and enjoy the quirkiness and absurdity of the plot and characters. I still argue it doesn't really have a plot, but that's just me. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, let me find a bad review of the movie just because. Oh God! I wanna, <laughs> I wanna see what people that didn't like the movie thought of it, because I liked it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what. It's probably you know you're, you're probably gonna find someone that's gonna they're, they're gonna not like it, but they're gonna not like it for the wrong reasons. So it's gonna make the review more stupid. Okay, so here we go. G. Stempopoulos, back in uh, December twenty first of two thousand and eight. Oh, almost near Christmas. Yes. Um, and the other one was February second, near Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> um, his his uh, headline is he's got a two out of ten stars on this, and he's, his uh, his headline is bong water or or was that sewer water? <laughs> um, <laughs> if this is the author and director's idea of a slice of life, they are clinically manic depressives, a sad moody film at best with. Um, ubiquitously aimless and unhappy characters who negatively interact with 
disastrous results. This film is billed as a comedy. What was so funny about losing your home to an allegedly premeditated arson or drug-induced forcible rape of one of the main characters is this art imitating life jack black was mildly mildly amusing as the mountain man weed farmer however even this segment of the film was rife with pathos um what a what was the point of living in the middle of nowhere with an entourage if black's character was so paranoid why was he doing acid with a group of people right out of Woodstock? Is there no end to disconnected relationships, a plot, a plotless script, and a scene, and scene transitions lacking any cohesiveness or logical chrono- chronology? That's their uh, little, yeah. So uh, I don't know. They have some good points, but I still don't, you know. But that was the point, though. I'm pretty sure that they, they did that those that on purpose. Like I, I don't think they were trying to. You know, I mean, it's one thing to criticize someone for what they're trying to do, but they don't succeed at doing that. But if yeah. that is what they were trying to do, then it's like okay, like you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one thing if you're trying to make Star Wars, you know, um the rise of Skywalker and you don't really land what you were trying to do. I, <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. Anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wait. <laughs> wait, what am I talking about? Anyways, or when you're doing a movie where there is no real plot and the point of the movie is that it's kind of a drug fueled feeling of the movie. You know, it's like I've never been into drugs myself but I've known several people who were potheads throughout my life or other types of drug druggies and, um, you know, lived with some of them and hung out with a bunch of them and stuff like that over the years. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is how they view life. <laughs> pretty sure. Not all of them, but some of them, you know. They kind of just have like a... Life is kind of non-chronological, kind of just, you know, there's no point to things there is no plot to life it's kind of just there right yeah right um i mean if you're doing it all the time i mean you know yeah i've, I've you know i smoke i smoke i've smoked pot a few times in my life it's nice but um but like i can't imagine doing it all day long every single day i mean i wouldn't get anything done ever <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like... you'd be surprised some of the people that i know that do the most are kind of high all the time Kevin Maybe Smith, like Kevin Smith, it. for example, or somebody, you know, it's kind of, um, oh, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. They, uh, so, uh, let me see if there's any other good reviews here to read. Um, okay. This one is a quick half, half one. Um, uh, I mean, uh, not, not long one. Um, this is, uh, from, Mommy to Ava and Miles. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> this is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and this was written um, on September 10th of 2003. Uh, misunderstood. This is not a movie for you pseudo-suburban stoner wannabes. If you want that, go rent Half-Baked or Friday. This story is... <laughs> altered greatly from the book to its detriment but as a lifelong resident of portland oh yeah the movie takes place in portland we never mentioned Mm -hmm. that before um and it was shot there too um it does give a glimpse into a part of portland culture um serena is shrill and unlikable but the portrayal by alicia witt speaks volumes luke wilson makes me fall in love with him more and more in each film that's what mommy to ava and miles said (laughs) <laughs> well, that's nice I hope Ava and Miles are proud mm-hmm. I mean this was written 17 years ago but still um, <laughs> <laughs> so Ava and Miles are probably out of the house now um, <laughs> and hopefully they don't call her mommy still 
<laughs> or maybe she changed her name since I mean maybe her name wasn't that originally and then she changed the name and then that you know what I mean like she didn't have kids then and now she does yeah so maybe maybe like if you change your name on those things it just kind of reflects like the recent changes you made I don't know how that I, works, I don't know but... either but that could be I don't know how IMDB works when it comes to your name changing um mm-hmm. So yeah, um would you recommend this movie to anybody, Matt? Sure, but you'd have to be in the right mood to watch it, I think. Um like that one reviewer said, you know, it's not it's not fast-paced, you know, so it's something that you'd really have to kind of be in the mood to sit down for, not really hope you know, that you're going to find the plot within the next, like, first ten minutes of the movie or whatever. You know, you're going to have to sit through it for a while to kind of get an idea of what's going on. And, um, and you probably have to be kind of chilled out a little bit to watch it. You can't be amped up and energetic because it's not that kind of movie. Because you probably would get bored if you're, if you're like, want something really fast. Fast and or furious. Or... Fast and fierce for that. Yes. For that matter. Uh, <laughs> see another podcast, Fast and the Fierce. <laughs> it's a good episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I agree. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, if, if, if you're looking for some Michael Bay type of movie, this isn't it. If you're looking more <laughs> for, uh, for, 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 for basically a, a mid to late 90s, uh, feeling if you want to i mean because basically this movie did transport me back to that time period Mm -hmm. it it really did i mean i graduated high school in 96 so i was kind of of that generation sort of like that was where i was coming of age sort of thing Mm -hmm. and uh it had that feel of what i felt back then in a way a kind of uh world before the before the internet took hold before uh before we had, uh, you know, Netflix and a million things to watch and stuff like that. And this is kind of just like life at that time where you just kind of chilled and hung out with your friends and did things like that, which we can't do right now under isolation. But, you know. Right. But the thing is, it kind of reminded me of like, you know, life, you know, in that way. I mean, I, I, I didn't graduate until 2002, but I was alive during that time. And. And just watch this movie too. I'm just thinking, like, you know, these people got along fine without the internet. I mean, the internet was around back then, but it wasn't like not everyone had it, and yeah, you know, type of thing. But it's still, like, it was still dial up for the most part, and yeah, dial up. But like, you know, you just called someone if you wanted to talk to them, and then yeah, you weren't you weren't spending up, you weren't spending hours online. Maybe sometimes, right. and, and and if you could, all you were doing was talking on AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, pretty much, or building your your GeoCities website or whatever. GeoCities <laughs> for life, brother. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I had I had a GeoCities. I forgot what it was for. It was for um something. I had one. I think it was for like my my first band or something like that. Like I had one with all my poetry on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I wish I could remember what it was and see if it's on the Wayback Machine so I could watch look at it or something. You know. Um, I don't know about that because I I had one for Netscape that was for that was for, for my first band, not GeoCities. Mm-hmm. It was Netscape, and uh, I I've, I've been look, looking for that for years and way back. It's gone. It's not there anymore. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just know I lost a lot of my poetry. It got stolen from me, unfortunately. So shit. I I had it all saved on a on an external hard drive, and then my apartment got broken into, and it was stolen. So, um, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. But, um, say la vie, that is life. See, that <laughs> happens. I mean, at least my, at least my whole house didn't get burned down like David's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If he had any, you know, he got all of his paintings probably destroyed and stuff too. That just sucks. Probably. That's what he said yeah. when he, he's like, all my drawings were there, you know, when, yeah. when he got back home. But, but yeah, like I'm just saying though, it's like, you know, like we're so used to the internet and stuff just like being 
like like almost like it's a necessity like you have to have it and it's like no we we were fine without it i mean yeah it's cool to have and stuff but it's like 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 it, it, it's weird too because i noticed that like in these in these old movies and stuff like where someone's calling you know someone else or whatever they eventually give up and they do something else nowadays you can't even have a scene like that in the movie because if the person knows you're online and they're like, I see you, I know you're there, and it's like, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, it's it's a whole new dynamic then. Because, it's it's it's, it's like, a lot harder to avoid people. <laughs> it is but it's also harder for the person who's being avoided. It's like it'd be it'd be like the equivalent of like someone standing outside someone's house, and you're calling the person from like a cell phone, and you see that person like sitting on the couch, and you could hear their phone ring and they're not picking up and it's like I know you hear your fucking phone ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's kind of that's like a weird stalker movie right there but, but, yeah. but like, well, well but, if, if but you think about it a, like a lot of a lot of uh, horror films and stuff from uh, back in the day could easily be solved right now it's like um, it's like <laughs> yep yeah, my, my you know as, as long as you have reception it's like yeah so there's this guy in a hockey mask chasing me right you know, you just pick up your cell phone and call call that and let everybody know, you know, and then eventually Jason's arrested. Um, but uh, <laughs> there you go. That's the end of the movie. Yep. <laughs> you know? Jason on lockdown. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's just there's a lot of things that are changed now. You know, it's like it's like the the, the whole like you know. Um, the killer's inside the house, you know, the phone call's coming from him within the house, you know, yeah, well, right. that's easy to do because you have a cell phone. And, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember, know. um, Scream, was it Scream, I think it was, where, um, she was really clever and she actually dialed 911 on the computer, which would be like the equivalent of sending like a text to 911, but that was like a dial up computer back then, you know? Yeah. Uh, which you know, I thought that was really kind of clever mm-hmm. of her to do that, not make a noise. Although I guess you could hear because those keyboards were really loud back then, so you could yeah, hear like those duh, 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 type. <laughs> clicky keyboards. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I I think this movie though, I I would recommend it. I'd put it up there. I mean, I don't know if it's as good as the movies that I've mentioned, like uh, like Clerks and. Dazed and confused, and reality bites and stuff like that of the time, um, but it's 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 a good watch. And if you want to, if you grew up in that era, like I did, um, and you want to kind of feel like you're back in that time, it's good. It's a good thing. I mean, I I have just some issues with it. The the date rape thing, I'm just trying to still analyze and figure out. I think I've come to terms with it, but it's just that 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 just kind of came out of nowhere to me. Um, through the rest yeah. of the movie, you know, it was like, it was kind of like just in there for, I don't know, maybe it's in the book and that's why they put it in there, you know, and maybe there's more scenes that were in the book that they cut out that would have made that made more sense and thematically fit in better. Um, well, Courtney Love did say that she was raped by, um, I think it was like a music producer or something. And I think that guy yeah. who was throwing that party was supposed to be like, um, music guy so that could have yeah. been I mean if, I if, if you're taking reality and putting it in there but you know that sometimes when you're when you're when you're turning reality into art then you're looking for some kind of point in there I mean which I don't know if they yeah. were necessarily you know it's like you gotta kind of have some kind of something to back it up but I did I did enjoy the movie um I just think that a few things a few tweaks here and there could have made it better um, mm-hmm. Just like some some more explanation to that, a couple of you know more uh, development in certain characters, you know. But other than that, I mean, but there's only so much you can fit into like an hour and a half movie, right? Especially this movie when there's like three yeah. different subplots going on. At the yeah, same time. I mean, at the same time, there wasn't enough, and there was too much at the same time. You know, it was like right, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly how I felt about it at times. Where I'm like. I'm like this movie's kind of long, but not a lot has happened in it. Like, yeah, but I still enjoyed it. I mean, I, I like those slice of life, com- you know, kind of comedies and dramas and stuff. And uh, I mean, that's kind of what I'm going for myself and what I'm writing lately. I do have mm-hmm. certain ones that I'm 
obviously aren't like that, but you know, that's what I'm writing lately when I, with the stuff I've kind of come up with. But anyways, that's, that's life and slices. <laughs> that's life. Yeah. Life in slices like pizza yes. slices. Yes. Pizza. Pizza with some Side. light cereal sprinkled on top. Uh, no. Um, I had pizza earlier with olives on it, green olives on it. Yeah. It was good, actually. Huh. I'm not a big... I, I like... I'm not a big olive that? guy. I don't really like olives. Either am I, but for some reason, it's got to be green olives, though, on pizza. Hmm. Most most people like black olives on pizza, if, if they do olives, but... I like the green ones because they're salty and it kind of adds. Uh, I, I like weird stuff on pizza. Though. I mean, I, I, I was like, I was putting stuff like feta cheese and like broccoli on pizza like way before that. Here I am sounding like some hipster. I was putting weird stuff on pizza before it was cool, man. You Ooh, heard I'm it sorry. here. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Matt was cool before it was cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Uh, did you did you see the angry video game um, video? Um, wait, I'm sorry. Ain't angry video game nerd video where um, it was like an old video that they had uploaded recently, where they were trying all of the weird pizza toppings that were mentioned in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons. No. Oh God. I might have I, to watch that. It, it was really it was like it's a really weird video. It, I think it was really old. It looks like it's at least like twelve years old video. But um, I don't remember that in the cartoon. I just remember that they always ate pizza. I never remembered them like requesting weird toppings like marshmallows or whipped cream or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was probably in the cartoon. Um, like peanut butter and clams or something disgusting like that. <laughs> ew. So yeah, yeah, I know that's yeah. kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, if if you out there listening right now know of any cool pizza toppings and want to share them with us let us know um if you uh also if if you know of any like hidden gems of movies you know kind of like this one or other movies that we're going to cover soon here on the podcast that you think we should watch and talk about send send us uh your suggestions over at our twitter or our facebook page or somewhere and, or to Mike at CullenPark.com, and we will definitely watch those. I guarantee it. Guarantee. Gear, gear on T. Gear on T. But anyways, also make sure you uh, follow us everywhere that you can online. Um, subscribe to the show. Rate us. That's very important. Give us a five-star yeah. review if you like us. Give us a one-star review if you hate us. I don't care. Um, yeah. Yeah. The more reviews you get, the more people will find us. Um, even the bad ones. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, and if you if you want to get some cool uh, merchandise that we have for the sh- show, check out our tea public. Um, go to uh, go to uh, um, our uh, Patreon as well. And we can get some cool things, you know, right there. That's the easiest way to give us suggestions of things to do on the show. We'll uh, yeah. we'll. We'll do whatever you want if you pay us. What? Mm. With, within reason. <laughs> they have to be legal. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> not too embarrassing. And um, <laughs> and by whatever you want, I mean we'll talk about whatever movie you want us to talk about or something. Yeah. You, you got to be very clear with these people. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and no, we are not going to talk about Deep Throat or something. You know, we're not going to talk about porn. Um, so, <laughs> or snuff films or faces oh of death or anything like that. No, oh, I'm just oh I'm just giving you examples of things not to suggest to us. Yeah. We're, we're talking about things like, you know, like bong water. That's <laughs> what we'd rather Yeah, you know, about. like bong water part two or what? No, they never made a sequel. <laughs> bong water two, electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> bong water two, even bong gear. <laughs> bong, <Double>. bong harder. <laughs> Oh god! 
Oh, that reminded me too. They they, they actually were watching porn in the movie at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Robert and Tony. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. It just reminded me of that. So so if you're on the fence about watching the movie and that throws you over the fence, there you go. <laughs> yeah. If if you're into like gay porn that looks like it was intentionally made for the movie itself, then there you go. Indeed. Okay, folks. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Um, anything else, Matt? Before we go. Uh. Yeah. Just um. Maybe just look out for my um. My page, the the Matthew Haas music page it's like a there's like a picture of me kind of like photoshopped to look like a superhero like a cartoon figure um i uploaded um some music recently with with just like some video clips kind of like kind of like the movie just sort of like the 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 video clips really aren't meant to have like a theme it's more of just like a feeling type of thing so there's no real so don't criticize me for it not making sense because it's not really supposed to make sense just kind of supposed to accompany the music because kind of just washes over you well yeah because i'm thinking you know i don't know like if if i want people to check my stuff out you know i'm not going to just upload 40 minutes of music and then with just a black screen like oh my music is so good that you should be willing to just stare at a black screen the whole time like no so you know, try to make it. That's a how I listen to all my music. Anyways, um, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that, um, to to Matt's uh, Facebook page in our uh, in our show notes for this episode. So make sure you click on that. Yeah, and I'll probably do another one sometime soon. But I'm not gonna <clears throat> I'm not gonna set a date this time because I had some technical difficulties last week. So I'm gonna make sure I actually make the second file and I have it uploaded before I even announced that I'm going to be doing yeah, it so, again. So, so yeah, just go, I'm going to, I'm going to link the, the Facebook page, make sure you like it and, uh, you know, look for updates on there. And then when Matt posts any videos of any kind or any, uh, audio of any kind, it'll be right there for you to listen to or watch or both. Cool. And let it wash over you <laughs> like yep. a, like, like a bath. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm tired. Anyways, um, so <laughs> hope you all have a good evening, folks. And uh, make sure you uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe and all that good stuff. And uh, make sure you bong your water. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.